Welcome to Innovation Alchemy with the Adams. I'm Adam Fry. And I'm Adam Castle. And today we had the pleasure of interviewing one of our Scale Up 5 members from cohort six of our award-winning Scale Up Accelerator program powered by Libro Credit Union in partnership with Invest Windsor Essex. That's right. This is just one conversation in the series where we're going to be talking with all of our Scale Ups from this year's cohort about who they are, how they exist, and what they've started to create with their business. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Innovation Alchemy with the Adams. So today we're here with the amazing Kyle Bassett, founder and CEO of Climate Neutral. Kyle, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, it's the really, Adams. really great to be here. Uh, yeah, really excited to talk to you guys today and been working through this scale-up project. And it's uh, been really great to yeah, kind of share with you guys. Absolutely. So we're on cohort six of the award-winning Scale-Up Accelerator program powered by Libro Credit Union and in partnership with Invest Windsor Essex. And we're talking to all of the members of this cohort. They're going through a sprint for the next four months with us to really build their business in the, you know, in the right direction for the future. And that's really what we're getting at today. So yeah. Kyle, in order to do that, in order to build for future, you have to get a good sense of the history and where you come from. All right, great. Well, yeah, starting from uh, kind of the origin story of how we kind of came to be here. Um, I have an engineering background, so I attended the University of Windsor for uh, my undergrad as well as my master's. And I suppose following the end of my master's, that's really kind of when I started getting into the idea of entrepreneurship and running my own business and being able to kind of express myself in that way. What, what um, an interesting flip, if you don't mind me asking. You went from like fully academic, I mean, undergrad, master's, and then you're like, oh, that entrepreneurship yeah. thing, that seems kind of cool. Well, I guess it kind of ties into, I really love expressing myself technically. Okay. Okay. And so creating things, making things, inventing things. And so as part of the academic side, I was able to do a lot of things from a theoretical standpoint okay. that I really, really loved getting that, that exposure and that immersion. Um, but then when it came to the practicality, that's where you kind of start tying into the entrepreneurship because inevitably when you want to start building hardware and building tests and uh, prototypes, you kind of start getting into that traditional uh, kind of business side. You have to do more than think. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so um, really my start was unconventional in uh, several ways. Um, I actually started by doing research in Nicaragua. Oh, cool. So this um, this was actually, yeah, this was probably... 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. And so I was building wind turbines in a remote area of Nicaragua and then kind of applying that information to write research papers that I was publishing in journals. Um, and that was really in response to a need I saw for rural electrification and also a love for wind turbine design and aerodynamics. And uh, in my master's, I had worked on it in a theoretical perspective. And so it felt really great to be in kind of this remote area applying it firsthand. And so I imagine that process is kind of what got me kind of hooked on entrepreneurship and expressing mm -hmm. myself through this kind of technical, um, yeah, kind of economic sort of way. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, at first, there wasn't really a lot of, I guess, on the economic side. It was mostly <laughs> research based yeah, yeah. as these things go. Um, but it really kind of opened my eyes to that. So, uh, yeah, I suppose that would probably be the very, very first. And so what, what's the spark? So you, obviously there's some sort of a spark that gets you to go, I don't want to write another paper right now. Right. I need to go and try this thing because I think I've got something. What, like, what is that? When, when does that happen? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I suppose 
when I realized the turbines I wanted to build and test were too big to be doing in my backyard. Ah, that's right. Uh, so that was like a really good indication that, uh, okay, this is a little bit outside of the scale of what I can reasonably do here with these resources. Um, I kind of want to take to the next step. And that meant getting out to kind of a rural environment and where it was kind of like a, a beautiful lab where I could mm -hmm. just test out Very ideas cool. and uh, work on different things that way. That's, that's super awesome. interesting. Yeah. Do, you, do you consider yourself a social entrepreneur then? Like, is that sort of the bend you have towards it? Sure. I guess that's that's one way to look at it. Um, I Once again, I've kind of looked at it from the way of it's just felt so natural, mm -hmm. the expression through that. And I guess the topics that I've naturally been gravitated towards are on that social, um, social venture, social, um, enterprise, enterprise. Sort of thing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that realm. So, uh, as you know, it can be often an interesting adventure when you start mixing the two, mm -hmm. when you really start yeah, yeah. tying them in together. Um, and that's why I think getting to some of the work that I'm doing today with my uh, recent work in climate neutral uh, works to kind of tie a lot of that together. That's yeah, that awesome. Makes sense. And I, I want to take maybe a half step back here before sure. we jump into what comes next, because um, when I made my intro, you're not just the amazing Kyle Bassett, but you're the amazing doctor Kyle Bassett oh, as well, which I think we, we skipped doctor. over. I don't want to. I don't want to glaze over that. That's a very, a very important fact as well. Um, Thank you. So I think it pulls into the the level of legitimacy that you have in terms of the work that you're doing. Um, you really do think about things from a, a holistic point of view. It's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. The actually the. Um, the doctorate kind of tied into a whole other part of my uh, entrepreneurship journey that kind of followed. Um, so I was down south for several years working on turbines and it became time to kind of focus on my kind of traditional engineering career a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I spent a few years working in industry and learned a lot there. And then it kind of uh, came time for me to want to come back to academia to do my doctorate. Um, so that was something I'd kind of wanted to do since undergrad, since kind of getting that, getting hooked on the research side of engineering. And so that kind of became a big priority in my life. And so I kind of started at the University of Windsor and immediately got into entrepreneurship. So immediately got involved with the Epicenter Windsor yeah. and um, some contests actually that were mm -hmm. done in Ontario through mm -hmm. Ontario Center of Excellence. And uh, yeah, actually continued to work on wind turbines and that concept, albeit in a different kind of reboot type way um, here in Windsor. So uh, that was kind of a sort of the next phase in my entrepreneurship, which was once again, very technical, Yeah, you know, apl direct application of what I was doing, you know, somewhat in my doctorate thesis, of course. Um, applied to kind of a, yeah, a prototype of product. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really, really exciting way to express that. Very cool. And that was the first time really that, that we met as well was, exactly. was back then. So yeah. let's, let's sort of uh, go through that story too. So you're here at University of Windsor, yep. you're creating literally in inside university, you're doing all of this work to, to create these units uh, for turbines. Um, and, and it took off, didn't it? It oh, really yeah, went absolutely. well. Absolutely. We got some really, really positive feedback. So the idea was to develop wind turbine prototypes with 3D printing. Okay. And oh, so, okay. Yeah. So essentially I was taking the some of the turbine designs that I developed and published on in Nicaragua and then applying those to kind of the modern sort of digital age of mm -hmm. manufacturing. Um, and so it was very early on in the 3D printing days. Mm -hmm. So we were able to get a ton of traction and a ton of interest in it being kind of one of the first, you know, 3D printed turbines mm -hmm. to commonly be seen. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually tied into uh, that kind of started as a research study that I published um, in the, I believe, what was that journal? I'll have to 
I'll have to reference which okay. journal yeah. it is. We'll, you can we'll reference it. We'll put a link to it. Yeah, yeah. we'll drop yeah, a link to it. Yeah. Uh, so it was called 3D Printed uh, Wind Turbines Part 1, Rapid Manufacture Considerations. And so that's been cited, my most cited work, and actually has just been... Um, had incredible reception from the scientific community, nice. um, being one of those first kind of discussions of applying that technology. Uh, what a great ecosystem to be a part of, too, to do that. Like the manufacturing yeah. hub of, of the mm. province, if not the country, Precisely. to come down and try to figure out how to manufacture these things at a better clip. There's probably a bit of support for you around here. Absolutely. And I was overwhelmed with the support from the university and Epicenter and um, WeTech as well, where I was able to have uh, kind of a, my manufacturing facility at the university how cool. here. Mm, yeah. yeah. And uh, worked with a lot of students. And um, yeah, was really able to have a great experience on that. And manufactured probably about 500 in our prototype run, incredible, uh, which was a lot of 3D printing for yeah. anyone who's around <laughs> yeah, those, is, yeah. you know. Especially back 3D, then, yeah, too. Yeah. Every 3D printer in Windsor-Essex County was <laughs> making them. Yeah, yeah. I, I was running them 24 hours a day, so I was like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night to swap the beds oh, and dude. switch the parts and stuff. So it was a really intense time, but I'm really thankful for it, and I learned a lot from it. Um, and so I guess, really, uh, after completing the prototype run, I kind of came to a turning point mm -hmm. where... In order to take it to the next step as a business from the pure uh, kind of business side, I had to look at investors. I had to look on um, taking on additional capital to be able to fund some of the uh, kind of the manufacturing process that would have to go into mm -hmm. developing these and manufacturing them on scale. Uh, so kind of at that point, I was about a year into my doctorate and really had been focusing quite a bit on the business that was really kind of on the side at that point. Um, and so I kind of wanted to tie back into focusing on my study and completing my doctorate by the, kind of in the time that I wanted to. And so that's kind of where I sort of, yeah, kind of stepped aside from entrepreneurship, put it down for a little bit and, uh, yeah, kind of completed the, uh, yeah, the research in the, uh, yeah, the doctorate. That's there awesome. And so, yeah. And clearly you come back to it, right? So yeah, probably yeah. a good segue here into tell yeah. us about Climate Neutral. Okay. So, yeah. Climate Neutral is a online platform to help streamline uh, municipal climate planning. So the inception and the inspiration for this idea was kind of um, following my doctorate. A couple years later, I actually found myself working for the city of Windsor as the community energy planner. Um, so this was right in the space I'd been working in throughout my career in the climate change sustainability area. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was able to, in that role, really immerse myself in the climate change policy development, okay. as well as uh, yeah, climate change action. And so in that role, I was able to kind of see some challenges that were facing you know, municipality, municipalities across Canada mm -hmm. and thinking like, wow, I wonder if there could be some software solutions that could be developed to address these common challenges that everyone was facing. And so that was really the initial idea for yeah, what's now uh, climate neutral. Very cool. And so we, we have all these municipalities across Canada, Ontario especially. Um, they're collecting all this crazy data, right, on how to make or how well they're doing the benchmarking of all this process. You sort of created this platform to help them figure out how to make some better use of that data and, and how to you know make some really great insights and re really great decisions based on on what they're seeing. Well, that's incredible. And I imagine you're. I don't want to say first mover advantage, but having come from understanding what this actually means, I'm mm -hmm. sure there's a rather large advantage to that because when you go and talk to folks who maybe have been in roles for 30, 40, 
you know, even 20 years, mm-hmm. this is probably all very new, right? Like this, Absolutely. this has got to be like novel for a lot of these folks. Yeah, there's a lot of novelty to the concept of using basic software solutions to help streamline municipal climate planning. You know, you look at the amount of technology that we've integrated in every aspect of our lives. Yeah. And I feel like there's some really kind of straightforward and elegant ways that that can be applied to the climate action planning space, just in the terms of, you know, better data handling, creating live data sets, mm-hmm. um, improving transparency and accountability to communities by improving their access Mm -hmm. to the important environmental data within their community. And so, yeah, those are all elements that I've tied into the platform to, uh, yeah, kind of where we're at today. How much of of your job right now as a founder then is educating these municipalities on like going from zero to one? Because I imagine for them, it's like, well, we have no living dashboards for right. a lot of things. Yeah. Like that's, this is just like, this is great that you're saying the words living dashboard, but I need you to give me some, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I can imagine a lot of these conversations are like, okay, great. Tell mean? me like, yeah. how, how does this actually go? Really? You're not going from like, okay, not that living dashboard. Use my living dashboard. You're going from no living mm-hmm. dashboard to you need this thing, yeah. right? That's a that's a really, really good point. So a lot of time is spent with, um, yeah, education and yeah. discussing the application of this very data-centered lens for, um, yeah, applying it to the climate change space. Yeah, it's not a matter of switching dashboards. No. It's a matter of creating one in the first place. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess it is really a matter of you can't manage what you don't measure. And so by creating the baseline and creating that platform to easily, cost-effectively, and practically execute those measurements and be able to have that done in a streamlined way is really valuable. Hmm. Absolutely. That's so cool. So, Kyle, you know, this program is all about uh, sort of planning for for what comes next for the companies that are running through it. Um, we've got, you know, a healthy mix of sales and resiliency um, and sort of future planning. Why was now the right time for you to join a program like this? Why was it, uh, why was it important? I guess I knew I was very aware of the value of resources that was available here from my previous endeavors. And after spending quite a bit of time developing the software myself and getting it to a point that I feel we're approaching commercialization, I knew it was time to call other hands on deck and call in the resources that were available in my community to be able to help support me in the launch of the software. Mm And so that's where getting involved with WeTech was, uh, yeah, really, really critical. It was something I had had in my mind for you know, many, many months going back, it was part of the plan that once I got to the commercialization stage that I would reach out and start yeah, taking advantage of that. So that's why now was the right time to really support the launch. Uh, there's applications for this software in basically every municipality across Canada. And in order to help address the needs in communities across Canada, there's going to be requirements for scaling, um, both in the way that we approach the technology, but also, you know, just the practical elements of scaling a, a small business and mm-hmm. a software company. So yeah, time to get more hands on deck and WeTech offers amazing support for entrepreneurs. Oh, that's awesome. We're so glad to have you with us and uh, and glad to sort of see you on this journey as well. Um, So Kyle, you know, we're working with uh, lots and lots of companies at WeTech. We've got about 226 in our portfolio and they're all at different stages. And what we're asking every one of these uh, participants as we're having these conversations is, what are the tools that have helped you? And especially because you've gone through this entrepreneurial sort of peak and valley journey a couple times now, I bet you've got a lot of good sort of insights into to where to go to get, get some tools. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good question. Tools. So I guess a lot of the tools that I utilized throughout this was actually on the tech side. So on computer programming and resources for learning coding. 
Um, so one I would de definitely recommend is uh, W3. Um, they have amazing kind of lessons and taking you through the development of a variety of different languages. Uh, so I use that a lot for just kind of getting a basis for CSS, HTML, and uh, JavaScript. So that was huge. Um, obviously, as well, uh, Stack Overflow. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do anything without that in some cases. Uh, and then I guess on the more on the business side, I've always been a big fan of the business model canvas. Okay. Um, that's always just been a great way to help kind of organize thoughts at a variety of different stages mm. in the entrepreneurial process. Um, yeah, I guess those would be my primary ones that I could recommend offhand. Very cool. And listeners, if you're looking at where the heck do I access the business model canvas, you're in luck. We've got a really good resource that we're going to provide for you inside the toolbox. So you can check that out there. Um, Kyle, we really appreciate you today taking the time chatting with us, going through this program and sort of taking it on as well. Uh, we can't wait to see what happens over the next few months and we're excited to sort of follow along with you. Yeah, thanks for coming today, man. Okay, thank you, Adams. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for all the support. And yeah, I can't be thankful enough for the for yeah, all the resources WeTech has been providing. So that's why cool. we exist. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so Adam, from the foothills of Nicaragua. Oh my goodness, what a story. University of Windsor 3D Print Lab, Kyle, Dr. Kyle Dr. Bassett. Dr. Kyle Bassett. Joined us for such a great conversation. Wasn't that amazing? What a story, honestly. Like the, the work that he's done on the academic side, his like love of entrepreneurship and building things, it's just been absolutely incredible. Absolutely. And, and honestly, he had this quote, and I think it encapsulates the entire episode, which is, you can't manage what you don't measure. And if that isn't something we teach to all of our startups. If you treasure it, it you measure it, right? Shout absolutely. out Deborah Livney. Deborah Livney, yeah, exactly. So same same line of thinking. So um, if you're looking at how the heck do I learn more about what Dr. Bassett is doing, and how do I maybe get my... My, uh, municipality hooked up into this incredible Not new tool, bad. head to uh, www.climateneutral.ca mm -hmm. for more information. And if you are interested in the scale-up journey, we are going to be uh, doing these podcasts with all five of our cohort six uh, participants in That's the right. award-winning Scale-Up Accelerator program powered by Libro Credit Union in partnership with Invest Windsor Essex. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And always as well, if you're looking for more information on the resources that Kyle shared in this episode, head to the Innovation Alchemy Toolbox at www.wetech-alliance.com slash podcast for more information. Okay, listeners. Until next time. Enjoy. Enjoy.